0: Listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen May, on this Wednesday afternoon, and I'm really excited to welcome back on the program, Cruzy McCalligan. Cruz, it's great to have you back for our midweek audio column. How are you doing today?
1: I, I'm good. I'm not as cold as you look. You poor thing, you're all bundled up. You've got a knitted hat, you've got your puffer jacket on, you've got your mask, not even for hygiene, just for facial warmth.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I'm quite glad to be wearing a face mask uh, indoors. Yeah,
1: it uh, it's, it's warming, isn't it? It is warming, keeps your little nose warm.
0: Exactly. We are live on Facebook. Uh, Noreen Meir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to if you'd like to uh, see my uh, look and also tune in to Kruse's audio column, which is very fitting. What are you sharing with our listeners uh, this afternoon?
1: Well, um, of course, if you're in Hong Kong at the moment, um, we've had arctic temperatures <laughs> well they're not but we're just it's been it's been down to like what six degrees in some places at, at a time so for all of us we're like whoa guys seriously I mean I've gone out and bought my kids warmer clothes I'm wearing so many layers I can't move you know so um it's been cold here um but it made me think a little bit about winter because I know in the height of Hong Kong summers which is very hard for any of us to picture right now that feeling of stepping outside like smack into that wall of humid air right That at the time we just think oh I just would love a love that cool crisp, crisp. breeze that's just <laughs> crisp breeze right because you know you always want what you don't have and now we have it and I'm just like I'm just cold all the time and I grew up in Hong Kong like you did I was born here too and um I think for me I'm just I think because we live in Hong Kong because our winters on average are pretty mild to be honest um when it does get cold, I'm useless. I'm totally useless in the cold. You
0: know, it's so funny you say that. I always put it down to the fact that we, you know, we were born and bred here and that, you know, maybe we've become soft, quote unquote soft. Um, (laughs) But I've spoken to uh, expat friends where, you know, they're maybe from Ireland or from Wales, you know, really cold places, places. proper cold cold places. And they've commented on how cold Hong Kong uh, gets also. I think it's that perception of that Hong Kong is, you know, near the equator. We are a bit of a you know tropical climate, but Hong Kong sure you know gets cold. We don't have indoor heating. I think that's a real difference. Yeah. Yeah yeah Look at our us houses developing. are
1: homes yeah. and houses ha- houses <laughs> our <laughs> homes our <laughs> apartments our shoeboxes are not designed but are not designed for um for for winter months now i completely agree but i want to talk about winter a little bit because it is exciting there's something a little bit exciting about when it gets cold in hong kong and we get our frost warning on our observatory app frost warning and you think really where's that it's like i've never seen frost i've never seen frost here you know i mean you have this i'm sure there's frost but you have to be in some very specific microclimates within the city to for the right conditions and do you remember a couple of years ago when it got really really cold there was like proper ice up on like time i want to say Taimoshan, yes. or one of those other big mountains and there were all these they, the ice hunters and i couldn't i was laughing i was like people are so silly they're like trying to go up to this place it was very dangerous and then there was the poor police officers being like come on guys please just i know you we can't say you can't go up there just please don't go up there because it's dangerous and we have to come get you and these people are like i want to go and see the ice it's like people just completely lost any semblance of like decorum because they were just so excited about lace I'm like can I just point her go to your fridge go to the top or bottom section open it up there you go that's <laughs> like, what my grandma it.
0: used to say because I'd never seen snow before <laughs> and she that's what she used to do open the freezer and Aww, just show me Aww, snow yeah Aww. it's so lovely it, it is um, quite exciting talking... though I, I have to say the frost warning but it I is. know <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, take that point. you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's not exciting for people who are vulnerable, who don't have enough warm clothes or a warm Absolutely. place to be a warm thing to eat. Absolutely. Yeah. But for some of us, it is a little bit exciting. There's a little bit of a sense of like purposefulness, like, right, we have to get ourselves warm and make our homes warm. And like, you know, we have to do all these things that we haven't had to do before. So I want to talk about winter. Um, Of course, um, it's really interesting. We think of, for example, snow of being pristinely white all the time. But technically, snow is completely colorless. And despite the fact that tiny particles um, of dust or algae even can make snow appear to be a range of different colors, including yellow, orange, green, and even purple, apparently. So in lots of places around the world, snow is not always white. There's also a type of snow called pink watermelon snow that has a sweet smell and taste and apparently um this pink snow um they say is is due to um so they say that it it does you know it has this kind of rosy hue and it's due to this type of algae so it will make you sick if you ingest it but it smells sweet and it looks quite candy flossy um as opposed to like you know um the scene of a, a gruesome murder in the winter that pink snow looking kind of like candy gloss which is pretty interesting um of course uh, there's things that we don't think about that become as part of other people's daily lives i've got uh, my husband's got a lot of family in the u.s and they talk about all the snow outside there and they have to shovel driveways and things like that and of course i know not from living in a snowy place before but like from american films about people putting like salt on roads to kind of like stop, it from, the melt of the snow.
0: stop it from being slippery yeah, yeah.
1: so that to so stop it from being slippery um but it um but they say that salt can actually be harmful for the environment and and for it to, an effort to be more eco-friendly, some cities are using an alternative method, such as beet juice, beer waste and pickled brine. <laughs> so it's like all these products that people don't want, like you finished all that, you finished all the pickled onions. You just chuck the jar of brine outside. Or maybe on, yeah, your tuna your fish
0: sandwich. You've got, you know, tuna and yeah, brine.
1: Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You could do that. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Um I really, uh, I don't know if you've ever had the feeling when you've been somewhere really cold and your hair freezes. Have you ever had your hair freeze?
0: No. Yeah.
1: yeah. So like, it, it's usually like if you've gone into like a, a hot a hot shower or you're in a hot tub or something, and then your hair gets the steam, hits your hair, and then it's obviously warm where you are, but then as the steam gets, your hair gets wet and the air temperature's cold, so your hair freezes. So you get these kind of crispy bits of frozen hair. I've experienced this, not in a happy time. As I mentioned, I break down when I'm too cold. I can't handle, I find it so upsetting. Even though I do like to feel like crisp and energized by a bit of a cold, like, like a little chill is good for me, I'm happy. But if it's like that really, 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 really bitter cold, I'm miserable. But Frozen hair. Apparently, there's an annual international hair freezing contest in Canada every February. So what happens is we basically have wet hair and they go outside and they th- 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 it up and then see how interesting they can get it before oh, it freezes. No. The, the Chinese in me, me, the but...
0: Chinese and me I, I don't approve of that. You know, they say, don't go out with no. wet hair, you'll
1: get sick. Yes. Right. I know. And it's so funny. I was taught that as well as a child. And even now, as a grown up. As a grown up in the summer months, if I have to leave the house with wet hair, I feel like I'm doing something really naughty. It's like, don't go to bed with wet hair, and yes, things like that, right? Exactly. You've yeah. got to
0: blow dry your hair. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Um, Uh, what we usually think about with like desolate landscapes and we don't really have this in Hong Kong. Like I have noticed a few of the kind of outdoor areas I like to go in during the summer and stuff now are all quite dry and brown and sparse. I can see Cyberport Park from my office and the lawns there are all like dry and dusty now and things like that. But most of the, I mean, I'm looking out the window now, it's pretty green, I can see flowers, you know, like Hong Kong keeps those things. Other places you think, oh, everything dies, but there are flowers that bloom in winter. Um, which is really interesting so there's some things there's winter pansies um snowdrops the aptly named snowdrops there are some little flowers that pop up and bloom in winter which sounds delightful um so yeah so I think that's quite an interesting idea as well um when we talk about snowflakes have you ever actually seen a snowflake I've got some yeah, I've got some in my background today if you're watching me on Facebook or
0: snowflake there i have i and i heard that no one snowflake is identical they all have their own unique shape and 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 form as well is that true like fingerprints yes Yes,
1: it does but interestingly if you actually see one up close which i've been lucky enough to see one Um, they look like tiny little works of art they really look like a designed beautiful little thing but their core shape can actually be explained by science snowflakes are made of water and water molecules bond together in a very certain way usually with six sides so the two slightly negative areas of oxygen can each bond with a positive hydrogen to form another water uh, molecule so what happens is when all four charged areas have bonded with an with one another um, and um, the result is a tetrahedral which means a four-sided pyramid shape and as the water freezes these tetrahedrons come closer together and they crystallize into that hexagonal structure that you can kind of see behind me here so there's actually a reason they freeze that way but it's so beautiful to think there's literally a combination of mathematics and chemistry and art all coming together to create these beautiful things that fall from the sky um, every winter more than a septillion snowflakes fall down to earth a septillion um, and to put it another way that's um a trillion trillion oh. a trillion, trillion trillion snowflakes fall to earth wow. which is amazing it's
0: amazing how they even managed to count it or oh, well i guess it's an estimate i don't think there's well, somebody yeah <laughs> an, somebody just counting all the <laughs> <because> they, <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely but um, a great career you know,
0: path it's quite,
1: yeah so it's quite it's quite fascinating that way um but although they tend to be of this kind of very delicate and diminutive size so really it's people catching a snowflake on their little gloved finger and you look at it really really closely and carefully and you see this tiny little beautiful thing in 1887 um a ranch owner in montana apparently found the largest snowflake ever on record which was 15 inches wide and eight inches thick and I don't know if that actually happened but it sounds amazing to think it was this huge big thick snowflake but I, I couldn't have couldn't have fallen very delicately <laughs> probably hit him on the head, which is why he told people that that's what he saw
0: <laughs> it's probably a cluster of um, snowflakes yes I don't know. it was probably
1: a cluster of them all together something like that um interestingly um westerners are most likely to say that winter is our favorite season yeah. um so why a lot of people prefer sunny summer days and things like that um the um they say uh, there's a there's a small number of west coast americans who will specifically say that winter is their favorite season um and that they they love they love the colder season as well and i i guess that has trickled down into some of our like I guess, pop culture, you know, like in Hong Kong, why do we have pumpkin spice lattes? Why? We don't need to. We don't really grow pumpkins here. Like It's not really part of our, you know what I mean? Like a cinnamony pumpkin dessert isn't really part of local custom, but we all kind of embrace these sort of pop culture trends of like getting cozy and everything else. And now, of course, everyone's getting very Scandinavian. So everyone's got like, you know, thick, thick woven blankets and bare, raw wood tables and stuff. So I guess we are pretty inspired by the cold of other climates and try to apply it here to our tropical climate.
0: And um, I think there is some truth thing. to it. A lot of my sort of uh, expat friends will will enjoy winter more i I suppose the contrast to that is how humid Hong Kong gets and how sticky and yes, and icky yeah. it gets sometimes yeah. so maybe there's that it's yeah, the so I have
1: to remind myself of that when I'm feeling now like oh, it's so cold I'm like just remember that feeling of just never ever not being sweaty <laughs> but you yourself you had a you had your birthday fairly recently, and so you're a winter baby and I have some interesting facts about winter babies apparently people um people a better looking spring and summer months. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, Reen, I mean, there's no problem there. People born during spring and summer months tend to have excessively positive temperaments, but they're also more likely to experience rapid shifts in mood. Whereas they say those who made their entrance into the world during winter are less likely to have irritable temperaments. So they're just jollier in general.
0: <laughs> I, I think I put it down to comfort eating. You know, we, we've just had to eat more <laughs> to keep ourselves warm. And, and you know, if, if you like food, you, you're automatically a jolly person.
1: <laughs> that's true. I think that's a good point. That's a good point. And, you know, winter does increase our appetite for all of us who need an excuse for that current situation Um, if you find um you're hungrier when it's cold outside or you have cravings for heartier meals with more delicious things in them um, that's because when it's cold your body needs to work harder to keep your temperature at a comfortable level which requires energy and to supply that energy your body needs more calories and that means you increase your appetite so that's why we're all hungry when we're cold or i find that as well be so hungry from a meal and i'll go for a cold walk outside i'm like i could just do that again i could have that dinner (laughs) Again, you know, like definitely. Um, so, for anyone who's feeling a little bit guilty about that, you don't need to. It's no problem. Um, so, it's very, very interesting. Um, a lot of people would think uh, that um, in winter months, Earth is further away from the sun. Correct? Like I would assume that, right? But the Earth is actually closest to the sun during winter. So, it makes sense to assume that it would be hotter because it yeah. would be closer. But actually, Earth's orbit is not a perfect circle. It's elliptical it's or slightly oval shaped. It's on a
0: tilted so axis. That means yeah. there's...
1: Yes, 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 that's correct. <laughs> I always forget I'm talking to a well seasoned scientist. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, just I've, just, I've got quite a few facts actually. I could definitely butt in here. I do know what I'm talking about. And you do, Noreen. So thank you. That's correct. Earth is on an axis, tilted axis. <laughs> Um, And that means there's one point in the orbit, on that elliptical orbit, when the Earth is closest to the Sun, and another where Earth is farthest farthest from the Sun. But the closest point occurs in early January, and the far point actually happens in early July. So it seems contradictory, but that's the truth. That's quite interesting. Um, One thing that I think is a terrifying concept is the concept of a hedge maze. You know what I mean by a hedge maze? You know, one of those huge hedge mazes you can walk around in. Yeah, so apparently that's um, scary these, in the, the winter
0: time, months because yeah, it gets dark it really so scary. quickly.
1: I couldn't do it, couldn't do it. I'm all right, thanks. I'm cool. I like the idea of like a mystery path, but I'd need like a large team of people with me, you know. <laughs> um, but apparently, the largest snow maze, which is a very popular pastime in cold countries to create snow mazes on record, was 30,000 square feet. 30,000 square feet, can you imagine?
0: And a square it just- maze, it's like being in a fridge. And trying to yeah, so just
1: be it's snow, snowing. You'd be all around in these sort of like oh anyway. So there was like they, they did this huge thing, which actually it sounds like fun, but also sounds terrifying. And I think it sounds terrifying because of that scene from The Shining. It's yeah. probably that scene from The Shining. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. But yes, but of course, um, it is interesting that we have all these different ideas about um about um like winter and how it makes us feel and things like that. Um. One thing that I thought was quite a lovely idea, I'm sure there's a metaphor in there somewhere, but frankly, I haven't had the time to work it out, is the idea of a desire path. So after snowfall, if you look at a big stretch of snowy land around you, that that little track that's made over time by the feet of different people walking that go contrary to the design planning, of the area so you'd say okay this is like obviously this would be the end of the hill so people would walk around the hill but then there's this funny path that everyone's taken over the hill that is called a desire um, a desire path and i think that's just like a really beautiful it's the desire path i thought it's really beautiful it's what you call that trail of footsteps in the snow that doesn't seem to go where it should go but obviously lots of people have been that way which i thought was lovely um i have some I have some quotes, I have some winter quotes. Yep, so I have three winter quotes, no, I have four winter quotes. The first one is from Ralph Waldo Emerson, who said, the hard soil and four months of snow make the inhabitants of the northern temperate temperate zone wiser and abler than his fellow who enjoys the fixed smile of the tropics. He's implying those who have to make hay while the sun shines because it's gonna get freezing soon are just, you know, just smarter people, they're just more equipped for life's ups and downs. Um, Sinclair Lewis said, Winter is not a season, it's an occupation, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is really, really good when you think about like, Oh, I've got to put my jacket on and I've got my hat on, and then I've got to put my soup on, like everything's you know, like you've got all those things to do. Um, there's a Japanese proverb that says, One kind word can warm three winter months. Oh, that's lovely, that's lovely, and then. This one, which I think was from Edmund Hillary, which I think really captures that magic of when it gets cold in a way that all of us can kind of understand. And he said, He oh, would know, he would know, he would know, he would know cold, right? So, Edmund Hillary, he said, Despite all I have seen and experienced, I still get the same simple thrill out of glimpsing a tiny patch of snow. Ah, oh,
0: the wonders of life. He's, yes, keeping Isn't it real. <laughs> keeping it real yeah keeping it real cold
1: that that was a bit of a winter chat
0: Fantastic, Cruz. I'm trying not to move so much because in my really sort of, you know, cozy jacket, I'm so aware of it sort of, you know, rubbing against the mic. Cruz, as usual, such a great uh, sharing from you this week for your audio column. We've learned so much uh, fun facts uh, for winter. Keep warm and you'll be back for a toasty session hopefully next week. Thank you very much indeed (laughs) for your time. Bye for now, Cruz. See you. Bye.